The Stateside Soccer Show is now covering Ted Lasso. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. That's no joke. The Stateside Soccer Show now presents Believe Cast. We aren't talking about faith or ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. We are talking Ted Lasso episode recaps. So sit back, get ready for us to discuss all the tea. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Hello and welcome back to Believe Cast, Ted Lasso Recaps presented by the Stateside Soccer Show. Uh, in case of you couldn't hear that from the handsome gentleman that does the intro. But my name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today, as always, is uh, Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan? I mean, odd enough, I don't remember doing the intro for this for this uh, podcast. No, it was, I, I guess I, I did. I said handsome. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I probably should just leave at this point. It's been fun, Jordan. I'll, I will see you later. <laughs> He's gone. All right, we are back. Logan's here. How are you today, Logan? Oh, uh, you know, um, and not as handsome as you, Jordan, but I, I'm, oh, I'm obvious. doing pretty well. Yeah, well, uh, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> geez, uh, I, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, how are you doing? Like we care, but how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I can assure you nobody listening cares. All right, uh, so we are talking Ted Lasso, Season 3, Episode 5, which is Signs, directed by Matt Lipsy, written by Jamie Lee. It aired April 12th, 2023. The synopsis uh, is, with their season in a tailspin, Richmond try to right the ship against mighty Manchester City. Off the pitch, everyone faces their own setbacks. Um... I guess Logan, let's start off with just like your your general thoughts on this, uh, which I'm going to call a divisive episode because I've seen a lot of backlash uh, for this episode. Uh, probably the most divisive since the Coach Beard episode. So I want to know your general thoughts on episode five here. Anytime anybody does that, general thoughts. I just want to go general thoughts, um, like uh, how I met your mother. Wrong so, show. Was, Wrong show. I know. Oh, that, sorry. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, back to back to how I met your father. Um, no, I, I think this this episode of Ted Lasso was good. I thought like I, I didn't see any issues with it. Uh, I can't stand the Coach Beard episode. I, I know we didn't get that far into our, our spoilers, um, but uh, I think we've alluded to the fact that it's just not. Uh, it's where your it, Funko's probably, from. I know. I under yeah. I know. I I would grab it, but the whole tower of Funkos would hit me in the head. Um, and I don't have enough hair to protect myself. But, the Leaning Tower uh, of Funko. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. Like, I, I wish I, you could see it. It's like, oh, it's massive. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like one of the best ones, obviously. But I thought there were some really good pieces to this that we get. And I think we get uh, some really good stuff on Ted uh, in this episode. So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was decent. Yeah, I I really liked this episode too. And then I got online and it was like the world was falling apart. Like the Ted Lasso subreddit was ready to jump. It was the strangest reaction, I think, to an episode I've seen. Um, So I I did want to bring it up in case if people 
listening, I guess, didn't care for it and stuff. But it, it seems like some of the complaints that people have is not enough football, which, to be honest, that's not what the show is really about anyway. Um, people not really liking the the Keeley storyline at all this season. And then um, people saying the Zava stuff was pointless then. So uh, that's the complaints. I don't know if we can say Zava's pointless yet um, until we see the full season, really. I mean, I, you know, just because he retires doesn't mean he's gone. You know, he might he might either come back from retirement on another team. He might come out of retirement for Richmond. He might just do football punditry like Roy Kent was doing. Like there's, you know, we might see Roy Kent. I mean, not Roy Kent. We'll definitely see Roy Kent again. We might see Zava again um, in the show. And like the actor kind of like wouldn't confirm if you would see him again, which makes me think we're going to see him again. <laughs> I feel like if he was done, he would just be like, yeah, that was, that was my stint on the show. Like I, I think that hints that, that we're probably going to see, uh, more Zava. So I don't know. I just, uh, I, I did enjoy the episode. Um, and I think where we kind of end off on not to skip right to the end, but is in a better spot. And, and what I mean by that is Ted, I think has finally woken up. I, you know, he's kind of been sleepwalking throughout the season. He hasn't been as involved in the actual coaching day to day stuff. Um, when Zava was doing his thing, he let Zava do his thing. And I think now he's kind of woken up. That speech at the end is vintage Ted Lasso. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think this is where like we were supposed to see kind of like the struggles for Ted throughout the um for throughout the season here. And we're we're almost at the halfway point. And it's like, okay, he's locked back in. I, I think he's kind of settling where he needs to be. And I think he's locked back in. I hope he's locked back in because I kind of miss the Ted of old, you know. Um, so so I'm kind of hoping that he is kind of back and present and ready to lead the team again because they need it. You know, seven weeks without a win. So they lose to Newcastle. Which is realistic this season, by the way. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, like, I think the the biggest pushback, obviously, was going to be the Keeley storyline. It always is that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, I thought it was fitting because she's kind of torn. And we talked about this last episode that, like, we thought that that's where this was headed was like this romantic relationship. And I think the way that she feels about Jamie and Roy, it kind of makes sense. Like, she's stuck in a spot where. You know, I think she she is lonely at, at, uh, at this point. Um, she feels like Rebecca's not around anymore because I think, uh, you know, they've both got different lives. They don't work together anymore. And I think, like, you see that when Rebecca's calling her and she's not answering because she is with Jack. So I, I think that there's a whole storyline I can progress with this. And I really like her as a character, too. So I, I think that they're both good actresses. And I think that going forward, I think they're... Uh, you know, I think this is something that could build into like a, a, a more serious relationship because I think they're kind of both at that point where, you know, they, they, they're leaning on each other. They're supporting one another through this venture that they've kind of, that she's invested in with Keely. And I think that that is something that 
I mean, it'll progress the her Keeley storyline along. And and maybe, you know, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, you have that rebound and she kind of, you know, she's with Jack and she realizes that, you know, she might have feelings still for like Roy or Jamie and then, you know, kind of act on that. So maybe this is kind of that rebound. Um, and, you know, this kind of puts Keeley back on track to, to maybe, uh, like maybe Roy. Because I always felt like Roy was where she was headed. But I don't know. I, I feel like this could be that kind of situation. I think if there's one thing, Logan, that, that just absolutely pisses me off about internet and how people view TV nowadays um, is that everyone thinks if it doesn't drive the main plot forward, that it is hence called a filler episode. I, I see it all the time for the Marvel shows, for the Mandalorian, for uh and or for any of these shows te- this show stranger things it's like if the if like the thing doesn't move the actual main plot forward they say well that was a filler episode and i i think it's funny because there were episodes in the mandalorian like season one that people called filler that actually introduced characters that would come back later so they weren't filler you know and then like you can have character based episodes and the like the Keeley stuff may not seem to be going anywhere right now, but ultimately it is going to put Keeley on some sort of path for her end arc, for her storyline to come to a close at the end of the season. Whether it's her staying with Jack, whether it's her realizing that Jack was like the easy answer for her there, but she still has a feeling for Roy, who I think is the one that she keeps kind of harping on. You know, when she was about to talk to Jack about it and I was like, never mind, like, forget about him. Right. Like it was about Roy. And I think she will eventually wake up and and kind of think, I got to go get Roy. I think that's going to be kind of something that she might come to. Maybe I'm wrong. But even if she then sticks with Jack, then this episode isn't filler anyway, because it ends up with her finding her partner. <laughs> you know, so like there are things that can happen that are not and what's wrong with filler by the way i i feel like we're kind of at a point where we don't allow shows to have either a bad episode or just a fun episode and, and what i mean by that is if like uh, people were really getting on the case of the mandalorian two weeks ago and it's like was it the best episode no but we can allow some of these shows to have a bad episode every once in a while Right. And then the next week it's a banger and you're like, all right, cool. And I think part of it is because we're so used now to like eight to 12 episodes a season. And there isn't a lot of time for misses, right? Because the season is so short compared to when we're watching. I mean, look, go watch how I met your mother, how I met your mother friend. There's bad episodes in 22 episodes. And I feel like with the way the internet is like, as soon as, like the Mandalorian or Ted Lasso has a bad episode. People think, or what people deem as a bad episode. Cause like I said, I, I enjoyed this one is that they then think, Oh, the show's done. The show is done, Logan. It's ruined. It's ru-. That's where they immediately go to. And it drives me nuts because I, I don't know. I, I guess I just grew up in a time where shows could have a bad episode of the next week and have a really good episode. So I'm just baffled by some of the response to any show. This isn't specific to Ted Lasso, but 
it's just like this increasing thing I see every week, no matter what show I watch. You know, House of the Dragon. Oh, that was a filler episode. I'm like, what? They just killed someone. What are you talking about? Like, absolutely mind boggling. But to get back on track with this show and, and this, it's, I, I think ultimately you can't say this one's filler anyway. We get huge Nate stuff in this. We get Zava just totally ditching the team, which is going to be, I think, the rallying point for the team. So, I I think this show is still on track. I think I think everything. This isn't. If you want to know about like a a filler episode, it's literally the Coach Beard episode, right? Because <laughs> that they literally created that as filler because Apple ordered episodes after they had already written their ten scripts, so they had to write two more scripts. So they wrote the Christmas episode and the Beard episode, and they just plugged them in inserted them into the season, which is why you can't have a lot of growth in those episodes because you had already written the other ones. So to minimize your chance of going back to write more, you think we'll just do a one-off episode and plug it in. So rant over, but I, I think that, you know, I, I think there's a lot that happens in this episode. So when I'm seeing people just really saying that, it really baffles me. I mean that was a good solid seven minutes short. You just you was know, it? Up, yeah, filler minutes, like filler minutes in this episode that yeah. we're recording. That's this is a filler episode of I, the you podcast. Ruined it for me. Yeah, I don't know what to say beyond this point. Um, probably should just turn this off. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I I mean it would make it would make like watching like you said Friends or The Office or Seinfeld or you know even like. Like the Gilmore Girls or One Tree Hill or anything like that. Shows that have like two hundred episodes. Stupid. Yeah, this is dumb. Why are we? Why are we? Why are we talking about Ross's? Well, that that would have been bad. Ross's monkey. Um, like why are we? Why are we so you know focused on Marcel? And it'd be like, well, Marcel comes back later on. Um, so I don't know. Like it's so silly to me. Like you said, I think Jordan, you want to know the show that ruined it. You want to know the show that that made everybody this way. It was Game of Thrones, I think. Like, I, I think it it had for because it had the ten se- or ten episodes, and like I remember watching it back and thinking like you you would always you always you guys always told me eight and nine were the best episodes of the season. Ten was kind of this leak into like the the ramifications behind episode nine and lead into the next. That's the way I feel like it, it's kind of gone that way now. Ever since, like they, they just kind of compare it to the you know there needs to be. 10 action-packed episodes or 12 action-packed episodes which it's the same thing we we you and i taught louis watched last of us like it's that's it's the same idea that they, that was they another think. show that people were yeah. saying that was a filler episode actually and i'm like no right. it's not because i've played the game and this is important right <laughs> now but it's not a filler episode rebecca has a ton of stuff happen in this one i mean this is a massive yeah. episode for rebecca too um like i say i would say that between Rebecca, Ted, I would say Jamie, Zava, and I guess Keely. I mean, these these are huge episodes. Uh, I think for their for their progression and their character arc. The only complaint I will agree with with this season is not enough of the players. I don't need it to be about yeah. football, but I feel like we haven't gotten much. Like Danny Rojas, uh, you know, he's just been like the creed, and what I mean by that is like. You turn to him for a one-liner and then you turn away from him and you're like, well, that was yeah. all Danny today. 
Um, that's the only complaints I can agree with with the season, but that's what happens when you have like such a huge cast is eventually people yeah. end up on the side. Like, like Sam, who was a huge role in the first two seasons, especially season mm-hmm. two, hasn't had much to do in this season, but I only assume that later he will have more to do, I hope, because he's one of my favorite characters. But I think we're kind of kidding ourselves that if we're not realizing the main characters of this show is Ted, Rebecca, Keely, Nate, Roy. I think those are like the five that are going to get the most airtime each week. Um, Jamie is like, Jamie and Beard are like right below that, I think. And you know, I mean, Higgins yeah, Jamie Beard, yeah, Higgins. <laughs> and then, like, if you look at it, like, they've got to fit more Rupert stuff in this season, uh, and they got to fit more of, um, I guess, more of Rebecca's mom, too, and Trent Krim. Like, Trent Krim is, is, is huge in this season, so I think that that's you know, they add all the, these characters, the- they gotta add time. The reason why it feels like less players, by the way, I think, is because Keely doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, I um, think so too, because she's not involved with them. She would be talking to them every day, every yeah. episode. Now she's in a whole other office. Uh, mm-hmm. But we even fire Shandy in this episode. It's huge. <laughs> so I, I want to say some stuff that I called right. Last week we we speculated about the whole Jack and Keely thing, and you were kind of like, I didn't get that vibe. And then it was literally the next episode that this that this happened, I was like, okay, it's a little faster than I thought <laughs> yeah. it would happen. Yep. But yep. all right, I feel pretty good about that. And then um I think my I wife had... said that like that felt so right, like that felt so organic, the way that it, it was built up and then built into the show. Just and the I was way like, Jack no, was right. looking like, at her like yeah, the last episode. Makes and then sense. Yep. Yeah. The way she like pops like in later and yeah. is like I'll go to the game with you, but uh, I got to, yeah. you know, do something first. And then they're like hanging out and starting to drink. Once they bring out the drinks, I'm like, all right, this is where it's. Yeah, that's where I knew. Down. I was like, okay, yep, this is where it's headed. So I was like, I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I I actually really loved what they did with Nate in this episode, too. Um, he was his I old felt that coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I felt that a, relationship. You, you, you called that. this. You called yeah. this last week with the with the yeah. waitress because I said I can't tell what her vibe is. I can't. She's That's like true. always smirking, yeah. and I'm like I can't tell if she's like taking delight in his downfall or if she like uh, is into him. It seems like it's maybe a little bit of both, but when she sees Nate possibly be real for the first moment that she's seen him, you know, because. Last year, he comes in, he's kind of strutting in, he wants to be the big man, right? And in this in this one, he comes in with the, you know, girlfriend, and, you know, I think she's kind of like rolling her eyes, like, oh, you know, here he is, right? And then when the girlfriend, or like the date, right, is putting down the restaurant, is when Nate kind of like draws the line almost right he's like this place is important to me and i felt like that was huge for nate because usually he's seeking validation so much that he had i could have seen him been like you know at the end of season two like yeah this place blows doesn't it and just trying to get on that girl's like good side right 
But instead, he sticks up for the place. He says it's important. He lists every major celebration they've had there, and guess what's not on there, Logan? Becoming the West Ham coach. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It was making assistant coach at Richmond. He mentioned it. He mentioned it like birthdays and graduations and stuff like that, but he did not mention when he got the West Ham job. So ultimately that's not a big accomplishment for him. He's thinking back to when he was, you know, a kit man becoming a a assistant coach and how important that place was to him. He got the seat that he wanted to be at, you know, he didn't have to pay for dinner by the way too, right? He has to pay for the drinks though. But um, he says what the back baklava was divine. So the waitress decides to, you know, have dinner with him or eat the dessert and, um, I don't know. That feels pretty good. This might be something that helps Nate get on the right path. It's, I, I like what they're doing with this character this season. They could have doubled down on the mean stuff. He's, and they kind of did in the first episode, right? We haven't really seen him spit recently. <laughs> That's just good. Um, but it seems like he's kind of getting to the point of he's almost like tired of dealing with fake people, right? The girl was interested in him because he was manager of West Ham. She doesn't actually like Nate. This waitress might be different, right? She might actually like Nate for who he is and not for who he's portraying himself as. So I think there's some good Nate movement in this. And I want to know what Ashley thinks because I know she can't stand him. So, like, give me the 411 on this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still, like, don't make me like him. Like, I, I... He, you know, you, you look at like what he does in season two and you're just like, he's such a little punk uh, in season two. Um, but I think it's starting to kind of, it's getting to that point where you're just like, okay, fine. Like I can still see, like, I love the way that this show did this though. Like it, it's like he became full of himself. He's gotten to a point and now he's kind of had this realization that to get to the point that he's in, I think he's, he's remorseful in the way that he acted in the way that he left, obviously. And now he's starting to think about while, uh, you know, it, it, it's that saying of it's always lonelier at the top. And I think that's what he feels. Right. Cause I think his parents, his dad pretty much has abandoned him, um, because his mom is the only one texting him, which he is a great moment with his mom. I was so confused about who he was calling, uh, because he was calling, he was supposed to be calling Anastasia, which was the model, uh, that <laughs> yes, Robert introduced him to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just basically like a line of a like practice run. Calls, yeah because <laughs> i'd love to go out with it and he's so confident you're like what the heck this is a different kind of nate we're seeing and all of a sudden he goes oh yeah no i no, i was just calling you to to kind of say hi and uh, it was just a practice run for the call that i've got to make later and then he's like Bye, mom. how was it he like, yeah he's like how yeah. was it <laughs> so yeah no nate's uh i think nate's getting back on on good terms so I figured the, that's the way it would end up going, but the the waitress's name is Jade. I just wanted to, I, I forgot okay, her yeah. name, but that is Jade, and yeah, uh, Anastasia. But how do they sometimes pronounce it like Anastasia Anast- or something? Anastasia, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a real protection. I think she calls herself that. Like she, calls yeah, I think that. so. The friend calls her that, but I think Nate and them, and then the waitress calls her Anastasia. I think so. It's, it's yeah, funny, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, he's a great actor. Like, 
uh, I, I'm excited to kind of see if, if he goes on from this show, what he does. Cause yes. uh, he's fantastic. Nick Muhammad. So, yeah, he's really good. Uh, you know, especially it's good to see like his, his, he has a lot of range in this show, you know, cause he can, he has to be mm-hmm. bumbling idiot in, in season yeah. one. Uh, and then he kind of has to heel turn in season two as a villain and then he has to juggle those things in this season. So he's getting a lot to work with. Um, really great. What's really up with the gray hair? What's up with the gray hair? I'm so confused. I think it's like... supposed to be stress. Okay. Because your hair does turn gray. Like yeah. I think the more stress you have. So, um, right. or that's an old wives tale. I don't know. But I, so I think it's supposed to be that he jumps from season two to season three, becoming a manager. And it is like gray. Snow White, like it's it's full on gray, and the actor doesn't have gray hair, so it's well, Snow White has black hair. Well, that's true. That <laughs> sorry, yep. Thank you. <laughs> um. Okay, so they lose to Manchester City four nil. I saw this coming, by the way. Um, things are not going right. Zava left them. They had. Uh, no clue until game day, right? Where Zava was. The announcers are like, this is weird putting Colin in for Zava. I'm like, has it not gotten out that he's ret- like he's not there? Um, but uh, yeah, I guess they just thought Ted was benching him. I guess I don't, I don't know. Until it came out later of his retirement. But uh, what's he focusing on? His avocado farm? Is that... Yeah, it's farming. Uh, and his wife, who he, I love that line where, where they're like, what, what, what do you look at, Zava? Like, what do you what do you admire? What are you looking at all the time? And he goes, I just, uh, my wife and how beautiful she is. He's so, it's so, you just, you wait for him to say something so arrogant, but it's not. It's like completely Zlatan. Yeah, they, like it's completely they totally, like... they totally <laughs> twisted a bit from what Zlatan would say. We, we read right. one of his quotes about him getting his wife an anniversary gift or whatever he said. <laughs> she already got it talking about him yeah. uh so uh, it's a little bit toned down from what zlatan would say i can't see zlatan saying like i only have eyes for my wife like like uh yeah. Zava does but um i do like that they made him more likable in, in that regard like he is um more definitely um more likable than what we would have thought when he's when you know like he he's still arrogant on how good he is but he shows up to sam's event right he um he didn't like skimp out on richmond to go to another team it seems so far he literally was just like i played my last game i'm done i don't know why he decided that but that maybe he just figured I can't turn this team around, so I'd rather... Or maybe he just lost the drive. It happens sometimes. Maybe he's going to coach Renee. Okay, so... We move on from. Uh, are we done with Zava for the for the episode? Anything else you want to say about Zava? Um, 
No, it's pretty much just that. Like, I, I, do, I do like the line that was like, the reason why Richmond have been struggling is Roy <laughs> said, if I watch another damn player watch Zava, then I'm going to let him buy tickets to see the main event because that's all they want to yeah. do is just sit there and watch him. So, no, I like that. Um, but no, there's, there's, I don't feel like Zava's done, but I, I don't really know what that next storyline will be for him. Same. Another coach for the team? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe. That'd be fun. <laughs> I doubt Add him it. In with uh, yeah. That'd be hilarious. Um, But this kind of kicks the whole, like, the, the, the Roy, uh, Jamie storyline into another gear now because they need Jamie to step up. Yeah. And we kind of figured Zava wouldn't be around long anyway if, if we're thinking Jamie's arc is to be better than him or at least, you know, Jamie still hasn't scored a goal this season from what we know, right? So uh, that would be something had to happen for Jamie to be more in the spotlight. And I know people are saying, I saw some people saying like, well, why are, why is Danny not scoring as much either? Well, he, he kind of got shifted into midfield, right? He he got shifted to the wing to fit Zava in there. Now they can kind of go back to a more natural formation that they have and hopefully pick up some points. Um, uh, we still have to deal with Colin's storyline at, at some point this season too. We haven't really seen a, a fr- that come to fruition yet. But what else I want to talk about here as well is, um, uh, what was it that I was going to talk about? Losing my mind already. Oh, the shite and knighting armor. Is that done with now that we got the person introducing her boyfriend incorrectly like that is is that done is that is is like is that checked off on the on the psychics thing yeah i think that was like it all happens the matchbook is there like it's all it's all happening um but with this episode i'm just so confused with the whole rebecca situation now but I guess we'll find out in due time. Let's, let's dive into Rebecca right now. So so she, yeah. Did we see this guy before? Is he in season two? The doctor? Or the No, the, 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 the boyfriend yeah. that she Yeah, left. this is the one This is the one that, um, wait, wait. She just leaves yeah. him, right? She left him in the restaurant, yeah. right? Right. Yes. I think so. Yeah, because she's call bored with then. him. Yeah, no, she's bored with him. He's really bored. This is like, when she's... Very, this is when she was dating Sam or something, right? Yeah, this is this is when he was he's very safe, and this is the point where uh, Roy and I think yeah Roy and Keely are dating, and they go out to eat, and this guy's so nice, he's very boring though. Roy's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. They're sitting there at the restaurant, and that's when Roy gives the speech of like, don't you f and settle? Like you need someone that'll light your world on fire. Like don't you dare f and settle for right right somebody like this <laughs> yes she kind of looks like one, what <laughs> uh the premiere of season yeah. two goodbye earl is what episode he's in i just had to look it up yeah so there you go that's a good callback i i felt like i should have known who he was but it wasn't clicking for me and i'm like i think i remember that happening but i don't I couldn't fully remember it. That's part of why we needed the full rewatch beforehand, but Apple decided to um, drop it a little earlier than I thought it would. They would. Like I, I thought right Arizona, now, I got it all spring, like, yeah, I thought like spring would still be like now and they'd be like, we'll drop it now, you know, but they did right. it a whole month ago. 
Um, okay. So Rebecca, matchbook, shite nining armor. What do we got left? We got the thunder and lightning upside down thing, right? And we got the mother thing. So she goes to her doctor. Doctor's very pro Richmond, right? And he will run some tests. Do we know what the results of the test were? Because I think we see her reaction. We do not hear it. Is it is it that the tests were positive, like she can get pregnant and she's upset about that? Or is it that the tests are negative and she's upset about that? Like, wh- what do you think here? Because the way that Hannah Waddingham played it was very, I think, like subtle reaction to what's going on that I couldn't really tell. I can't really tell what she wants, right? Like she did want a family, but is it now like, oh, I can get pregnant. Now the pressure's really on. Is it, I can get pregnant. Now this damn, uh, (laughs) this damn fortune teller thing's coming true. Like what, what do you think it is, Logan? Yeah, it's tough. And then I was starting to think maybe she's like having a reaction because like she's upset because she still does like whenever Rupert's around, she still has that kind of, He's like still in the back of her mind of like, he didn't want kids with her. And I think, I don't know. I think she, she wants a family and I think she can give it. I'm, I'm starting to think she can. And, but now she's to a point where she's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, what would base basically be probably a geriatric pregnancy where it'd be very dangerous for her. And, you know, now, now that she's this age, she's, you know, she wants a family, but she doesn't have anybody to share that with. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Sam is uh, clearly with, uh, I think, the woman that, that works in the restaurant or has a, a fancy for um, in the restaurant. And I think, you know, Rebecca's just out here alone. So I don't know. It, it's kind of setting up nicely um, for somebody to come along. I just don't know who that would, would be unless it was going to be Ted. But I always felt that that was going to be a weird, I don't know. Like, I, I never saw if that would, like, I felt like they were going to try to play it that way. But they, they've never really, like, kind of bit on that as bait. Uh, so I don't really, I don't know. It's, I think if I'm looking at season one, I think it is possible. Rebecca and Ted. I think if I'm looking at season two, she was really hung up on Sam. This season, they've barely interacted at all. Rebecca and Ted. In a in that type of way, right? So, I'm starting to believe that it's not in the cards for Rebecca and Ted, but it the, it was there in season one. I, I wonder if they just like pivoted because like the the tension was there, and like you know, again, I'm gonna bring it up, but when they go to Liverpool and you get the knock on the door, you are supposed to believe it is Rebecca knocking on Ted's door. The shock is when it's sassy on the other side. So I felt like that was like a red herring and that they were going to continue to build upon that relationship. But this season, it feels like we're halfway through almost. It's been kind of like stepping back. Like, actually we're not doing that. It's kind of how it feels for that. So again, who is the, who is the suitor? Does she end up with Sam? Sam seems happy with, with uh, his girlfriend that we haven't met, really. Like, she's been in one scene, I think. 
and then, you know, Rupert, definitely she's not going to get back with him. So it's like, okay, who does she end up with? Right? <laughs> because she hasn't had many love interests at all, other than those, you know, Rupert, before the show starts, Sam, maybe a hint of Ted, and that's it. Uh, so I, I am curious on where the Rebecca story is going. I think she can get pregnant. I think it's led to believe that she can't because maybe of her reaction, but I think it's more of like a, oh, this is all becoming true. And now it's also the pressure of now I have to actually find a partner before my clock does run out, right? Like I almost feel like it's like this unsettling, like, oh, we got to, like, that's not the news I wanted to hear. I always thought I couldn't have it after my age and after Rupert didn't want them. And, and now I do want that. And, you know, th there you go. I, I don't really know what else to say about Rebecca. Um, I I'm curious on, on where they go with it. Um, I guess Ted. And Henry, we can talk about that, right? Henry, I, I knew this was going to be the switch, right? Henry was the one bullying the kid. I, I saw that coming. Um, they didn't they didn't fool me with that. Did they did they get you with that? A hundred percent. Really got me being <laughs> switched. Yep, yep. I believed it. I was like, oh man, because it made the way sense that and Ted, like the way I reacted to it. And I was like, the oh. way that Ted immediately leapt to that made me think, okay, it's the other way around. Is, is how I thought. I just love this. Is, this was my favorite scene of the whole show when uh, when they say it and then it, it turns to Roy and Roy goes, statistically, you know, it's better to sneak into the person's house at 4 a.m. Yeah. when they're least expecting it. And then you beat him and you just keep beating him and beating him and beating him. And he just keeps going. And Ted looks at him like, yeah, um, I think we're going to hold off until Michelle's call, but if if thanks for that input yeah. and he's just like you're welcome <laughs> the kid first and see how everything like we're gonna wait um especially it's so diabolical at the four o'clock and the red paint so they think that they're bleeding which is uh, mm -hmm. something that does happen because you can't process it so you're looking at it like oh my god is that my it is such a mind trick. So I wasn't, it wasn't 4am, but I'm driving home at, at midnight from Joy's school when she's in college and we hit a deer. Okay. The deer scuttered off. It seems like it was probably fine. I don't know, but it, it busted my window and the window, like my mirror, the mirror was dangling and I didn't want to look over because the way it was dangling, I thought it was the deer's head. I thought it was the deer's head decapitated <laughs> on my damn thing. And I was like, <laughs> so like it wasn't 4 a.m. and it wasn't red paint, but like your mind can play tricks on you and you're tired and, and you're not looking at it clearly. I was like freaking out. And then I oh, look over like, oh my, my God, gosh. it's just the mirror. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've never ever heard that story. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think that was uh, like 2018 or something. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was a scary time. Um, so so your mind could play tricks. Yeah, I like the scene too because when he's saying it too, he's and Trent's like holding coffee and he just drops it. <laughs> he he's drops like, the what? 
Put that in the book, Trent. <laughs> um, so we have Jamie and Roy. They're going to resume their workout sessions as well. So real quick with Ted and Henry, is is that over with? Is Henry back on the narrow with that, or was it too easy of a wrap-up? You know what this did for me? I, I really enjoyed this, too. And it was a very slight thing that, I mean, I'm sure people noticed it, but um, it was cool because Beard in that moment goes, why are you like kind of like why are you worried like you raised the kid you, you know henry like you know he's your kid he's your son meaning like you know ted always does good by people he's like henry's gonna do the exact same thing because you and michelle raised him right and sure enough he did like we get later in the episode ted talking to henry and henry's like yeah i did a whole rap apology in front of the class and I'm like that's so ted like that's what ted would do like that's how ted would apologize was just this, this rap of apologizing uh to the kid that he bullied and he goes yeah he's fine like I, I you know i didn't mean to i'm sorry if that upset you or my you know mom and that that was it was cool it was like your parenting has worked but then you see this moment and then and then that's when ted starts to get like the buzzing in the ears again and he starts to get clammy and he's like oh i'm gonna have another panic attack then he starts to vision uh, Henry going down the escalator with a flight attendant. Um, I think because this was the last trip that he was there, but I think it's a really cool thing. I think it, I don't want to say it's completely over because I think that what they're kind of trying to play at is maybe Ted ends up going back to the United States um, because I think he just ends up missing Henry. Like I, I don't see another end game except for Ted heading back to the U S so I don't know. I think that that's kind of what it pointed at. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I thought it was nice that he had already apologized. Um, yeah. With a, with a public rap in class. Uh, Henry. Um, but yeah, so that is, that's where Henry's currently at. Um, all right. Anything else about this episode before we move on to our employee of the week and Richmond player of the week? Um, I'm trying to think if we just missed. Oh, one thing that we did miss. Uh, Higgins at one point goes into Rebecca because I want to get your thoughts. Yes. On goes into Rebecca's office and this is after they've lost. I think they said they haven't won in seven games and I think it's now eight with Manchester City. So they're going into this uh you know, this predicament of like, this team's really struggling and kind of circling the drain. And Higgins goes, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the quality of talent that we have. I think it's something else. And Rebecca goes, can you stop with the formalities? Like, you you know me, like, this is not how you act usually. And he goes, no, I think it might be Ted. And he goes, are you, are, she goes, are you saying that we should get rid of Ted? He goes, no, I, I didn't say that. Why would I, I, I would be terrible. Like, I'm, I'd be so sad to say that, but it was like. Yeah, she says, yeah, do you want to get rid of Ted? Right. He said, I don't this want to do it. The way right. I just said this, what makes you think I want that's to true. do this? Yeah. That's what it's, that's what the line was. But it was, it was a great I, line. Yeah. It's like, that's, you know, that's the way that those guys feel sometimes. Like, I don't want to, no, but I have to. Yeah, it's interesting because. So this is where some of the unrealistic aspects come in. Uh, this team was newly promoted. <laughs> They're still ninth when they lose, when they don't win in seven, right? And three of those were draws, I think. 
from if I'm remembering Coach Beard's whiteboard correctly. Three of those were draws. So that means only four losses. Um, and I don't think they had lost at all in the season before Zava. Um, so if so, they had maybe five losses. They're ninth place. They, they would not consider dropping their manager. And the fans would not be as angry as they are. We just saw Fulham get promoted and they were in like the top six, only three spots above where Richmond is right now. And for a while they were, they were, um, they were going pretty well, right? Fulham. And then they started dropping off again, but nobody suggested firing Fulham's manager. This isn't a team that is supposed to threaten for first place. So I, or even a European spot. Everyone predicted them to be last. They're ninth place out of 20. I don't conceivably think that they would actually want to make a change, and I don't think the fans would be as riled up as they are. Ninth place for Richmond would be a pretty damn good season. I think where I don't blame Higgins for this is that it's eight in a row or seven in a row when he's bringing it like seven unwin, you know, no wins in seven. I can see that as like a things are not right type of thing. But the show had Richmond off to such a hot start that that only put them ninth. So more conceivably, it's like if they're flirting with like 13th, 14th, you're like, okay, we got to maybe let go of Ted. Uh, So I think that's more in the writing side of things than like the, like it's believable for Higgins to, to posit this. I don't blame him. He's the, you know, director of football. He's got to think about it, but it's just, especially after they got relegated the first year with them, they get promotion. Now, what I also saw is people that are unfamiliar with the sport, um, not liking the direction of the show right now. What I mean by that is uh, I saw like comments and I responded to one on Reddit that was like, what I don't like is that Richmond won promotion last year and they come up and all of a sudden they don't know how to play and they're awful. And I'm like, that's pretty standard for newly promoted teams. How many times for people that don't know, you see like Norwich win like a hundred points in the championship. They go up and they like bottom the whole season, right? That was like a couple years ago. Just immediately back down. Fulham has been a yo-yo club until this year. It happens. It's like, it's a totally different level in the championship compared to the premiership. And they also didn't make any additions except for Zava. Right. And uh, that worked well and got them in the top half, but then they all started just falling back down again, that it's going to probably take in a real life situation, which this show is not, they would have brought in five to six new players they would have sold some and they'd be like, all right, we're going to try to, you know, keep this, you know, we have to add some premier level premiership level players. Uh, Cause in real realism as well, as soon as they dropped to the championship, they would have sold a, a bunch of players as well. So there are, and you can't do that in a TV show. You can't have your whole cast change every season. So I get why they don't do that, but I just saw some people being like, 
that's not realistic. And I'm like, actually, it's it's very realistic. Uh, so that's uh, it's unfortunate that it's that realistic that teams struggle when they come up sometimes. But like I said, it's just a totally different, totally different level of, of playing field. But yeah, so and I saw some people saying that they're going to riot if they don't win the whole effing thing. I, I don't think that's conceivable with where we're at in the show, too. They got to be almost midseason and, and they've in ninth place. Like if they win the whole thing, that is totally fairyland right which is fine if that's the way they want to go i'll be happy for the players and for the for the team but i I think it's not like i want to stress this for people i know we put it on our soccer feed so of course soccer fans listen to it but we do have it on another feed that is just these episodes so if you're not familiar with the game there is no playoffs i think they mentioned that in season one right but there's no playoffs or they mention it in season two because there are playoffs to get promoted, but <laughs> there, there are no playoffs in this. So for them to win it, they have to go on like such a run to get to first place, and they have to get the first place. There's no extra games. That's it. So I think we can almost kiss that line from Ted goodbye just because ted said it doesn't mean it's going to happen it's kind of a it's a very naive thing for for ted to say right like when he said that when i'm watching the show i'm like that's obviously not what's going to happen because it would be so hard for richmond to come up and immediately win it the closest thing to that would be 2016 leicester city um and even then that was unprecedented All right, Logan, I want to ask you for your player of the week. Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to say, gosh, we really don't get a whole lot of the players lately. Um, that's what's making this tough. <laughs> that makes this really hard. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to go with, with uh, Danny Rojas just because I thought he had some good one-liners. Um, there was a point where he's like, are they true? Are the rumors true? And they go, unfortunately, I'm afraid so with Saba. And Danny starts crying and he just he loses it. Like he just worships Saba. And it's so funny to because they're, they're such like Danny's a free spirit too. So it's like a bunch of free spirited dudes that just like are way out there. Like it, it's almost unbelievable um, that they, that they exist, that there are humans like that, that do exist, but there are. And I think that their personality somewhat hit it off. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to give it to Danny just because uh, we really just don't have a whole lot of the players in this episode. So I have it as Jamie. Um, I yeah. think his growth has been great. He's going to get back on the grind of the working out. But also just like when they take the field and Zava's not there, he's the one that's trying to be like, come on, guys. Right? Like, we don't need him. Which is not something you would expect from Jamie. But, uh, you know, like season one Jamie, right? But he's really bought into the team mentality and I think he knows that the players are better than they've been playing. So I'm going to give it with Jamie moving on to employee of the week. I'll go first. I'm going to go with Ted Lasso. I think his speech at the end was awesome. He rips up the belief poster, you know, which all of that. So we might have to change our podcast name, but he rips it up and he's like, we don't believe just because we don't believe and believe just because this paper exists right? We believe it because it's in here. And he's got this great speech about how, you know what? 
he rips it up. He gets the response he needs to. Sam's smiling. I think the players finally think that they are back on track. So I do think we'll get a little bump up on how they're playing, hopefully. Yeah, it speaks to the, the figurative sign and literal sign um, yes, a little good, bit. Good. But also, uh, I think signs uh, is the episode's name because also we yeah. get a lot of signs with Rebecca. And that's who I'm going to pick for uh, Employee of the Week. Just because I think that Rebecca has a, a fantastic uh, step in this uh, in her character arc. And I think you're right, Jordan. I think we both decided that, that we think she is able to get pregnant, but I think she's having this realization that it might not just happen because of uh, where she is in her life. Um, and she's kind of, uh, I think, realizing that she's, you know, she starts on a high where she's pissed at Ted. She goes, are we ever going to win another effing game? <laughs> and, and she starts there. And then in this episode, we just see her just completely come, uh, you know, unglued. And it, it, you know, she's got the instance in the coffee shop with uh, the ex-boyfriend. She's got you know, all these concerns with, with the doctor, but you see such a, a real element in life um, from Rebecca. And I think there's a lot of women out there that, that want to, but at, at certain stages in their life, they can't, or they can, and they just don't have success in doing so and don't want to risk it. So I don't know. It, it's a, it's a really true element of life that I think uh, doesn't really get talked out about in a lot of these shows, especially like this um, and more of a, a comedy uh, and a feel good, but uh, I think that she does, gosh, she's such a great actress. Like she really is. And I think if you just go back to the certain episode or in this episode, just kind of see with her interaction with Higgins, she's just like, I just don't have time. Like she's so stressed out by this, this whole thing that's been happening um, because I think she wants a kid, but I, I just don't know if she sees it in the cards playing out like it should. So. All right. Next week we'll be talking about episode six, which is flowers. And it is, uh, here's the synopsis. A friendly match takes the team to Amsterdam, where one night out unlocks truths for many. Um, a friendly mid-season, huh? Kind of odd? Yeah, kind of weird. Um, kind of weird. During an it international definitely... break, do they not have any yeah. international players on the team, I guess? Must be bored. I don't know. You don't you don't see this in the Premier League. You see it in other leagues. Like, I know yeah, La Liga does it. Championship, championship does it. Um, Germany does it when they take a break. Yeah, when they take a break for Christmas. Yep. Yeah. So uh, definitely weird, but I think it's fun because I I think yeah, I I think somebody's going to get high or some something's going to happen. Like it's it's (laughs) it's the Vegas of Europe. (laughs) Yeah. It no gosh. Now I think this one actually has the chance, Jordan, to be like some like crazy stuff that we find out and and people find out. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting maybe the Collins stuff comes out in this episode. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, Feelings for Keeley from somebody. Maybe, yeah. Well, it's also going to be, Logan, the longest episode in show history. It's an hour and three minutes. Oh, look at that. We'll be watching it tonight. I'm assuming the longest until like the finale. It's probably, right. If the finale is actually the last episode of the show... I think we're settling hour for 30. about an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I would go for a two hour episode. I'd watch it. Well, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> Make it six uh, hours. Why not? <laughs> it's the equivalent of watching like three episodes. So why not? Yeah. 
All right. Well, if you want to give us any sort of feedback, you can reach us at Stateside Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can email us at statesideshow at gmail.com. Any Ted Lasso related feedback, you can also send to Ted Lasso Rewatch at gmail.com or Twitter, believe underscore cast. Thank you all for watching or listening. We will catch you next week when we talk sunflowers. <laughs>